0: If you have a Bible with you, turn to Psalm 55. Just as a beginning to the series that we're going to be doing on a Wednesday night, I thought we would be good to look at one of the Psalms uh, this morning. But Psalm 55, I want to look at that. So if you have a Bible with you, look up that Psalm 55. Let me just read from the beginning, verse 1. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught at the voice of the enemy, at the stares of the wicked. For they bring down suffering upon me and revile me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death assail me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. That word cellar just means pause and consider. I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. Confuse the wicked, O Lord, confound the speech, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls, and malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave its streets. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were raising himself against me, I could hide from him. But it's you, a man like myself, my companion. My close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship, as we walked with the throng at the house of Gaunt. Let death take my enemies by surprise. Let them go down alive to the grave, and for evil finds lodging among them. But I call to Gaunt, and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. He ransoms me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned forever, will heal them and afflict them. Men who never change their ways and have no fear of God. My companion attacks his friends, he violates his covenant. His speech is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, and yet they're drawn swords. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall, but you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of corruption. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men will not live out half their days. But as for me, I trust in you. Amen and God will bless his word I'm sure to our hearts to his name with the praise and the glory I'm sure that you're like me we go through all kinds of difficult experiences in life things that would seek to drag us down and overwhelm us and yet there's times when somebody comes along with a verse from the Psalms I remember Eileen had to keep repeating a Psalm to me when I was really down and getting the, the will out and the insurance policies. <laughs> she just had to keep repeating this psalm to me that uh, that, that wasn't God's time. <laughs> and it was this repeating of that psalm in certain verses that kind of held me together during that difficult year that I had and when you begin to read the Psalms, you realize the the anguish that's there in the heart of David. You can see the psalm we're looking at the Psalm fifty-five. And verses six to eight have really caught the imagination of many people. It says, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. <clears throat> I would fly away and be at rest I would flee far and, and stay in the desert I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm and you get the impression that when when David writes these things there is that aching in his heart there is that terrible sorrow in his life and, and there is that kind of uh, tears that would stain some of the manuscripts that he was writing on perhaps because it expresses exactly how he feels and I'm guessing but I think some of us feel like that I'm not a celebrity Lord but get me out of here get me out of these circumstances that I'm in at the moment I just want to run away and that was exactly how David felt and of course someone has made that into a song over the wings of a dove and if you're a highfalutin singer maybe you sang that before now let me just give you a background to this. And the second slide really shows us the sorrow that David was in. His heart was aching. And you, you can see that in the actual psalm. It says in verse 4, My heart is in anguish within me. David was a man after God's own heart. And yet he experienced that anguish of his heart. And we all go through difficulties in their life that are so deep and they're so painful. And they almost feel as if your heart will break... Maybe you've never lost a loved one, or maybe there's something that weighs down you the burden of life, an addiction, a a family, sad family life, a constant physical pain, whatever it might be. Some things you can't even put a name to it, but they just seem to go after you, disturbing your peace nonetheless. And David goes on to describe the reason. Perhaps you can identify with some of these reasons. The next slide gives us the first reason that tells he's in sorrow. It tells us his heart ate because his foes were attacking him. In verse 3, he describes in that psalm his enemies and what they were doing. He says, at the voice of the enemy, at the stares of the wicked, for they bring down suffering upon me and they revile me in their anger. They were talking about them. They were being oppressive. And some folks would say, it doesn't really matter what people say about you. Remember that old Cliché when we were young, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But a load of rubbish. Words do hurt us. And many of us have been hurt by the way that people have spoken to us, by the things that have been said even within our family circle. And we've found these words can be so hurtful it pains our heart. And here's the sad part of the story. An enemy he described, the enemy might well have been his own son Absalom. Absalom his son who went off to try and be a rival king against his father. And and most of the commentators feel that that kind of uh, rival kingship of Absalom could well be in the background to Psalm 55. And it's especially painful when those who are closest to us become almost like an enemy. And they speak hurtful words into our lives. The next slide shows us that his heart ached because his friends had abandoned him. Now a man called Ahithophel, don't say that without your teeth being in Ahithophel, was a counselor of David who betrayed him and followed after Absalom. He was a cabinet member, He was an advisor to David who took off to this rival king of David's son, Absalom. He walked by the side of David, Ahithophel. He was an aide, an advisor. He abandoned him and and turned against him and pursued after Absalom. And he was a type of Judas, a, a betrayer. And though Christ knew in advance that Judas would betray him, it must have broken the heart of Christ just the same to have Judas do that. We've all had disappointments in life but one of the greatest hurts in life are those that we have counted as friends. They have stood by us and we have stood by them and somehow in life they have abandoned us. There's a time in the ministry, if ever you think that being a pastor is an easy task then think again. Somebody once said to me if there's any other job you'd like to do please do it. If the call of God is upon you to be a pastor, go for it. But if there's any other thing you feel you should be doing, please do it. I can understand where that's coming from. Because you start in the ministry with all this praise and adulation. You're the most wonderful thing that ever came into the church. And then you're there for a year or two. And folk realise you don't quite agree with everything that they agree with and the people that asked you out for a meal and the people who were your friends at the beginning for those first few years we call that the honeymoon period in the ministry and the people who were your friends suddenly become your enemies and David found that really hurtful some of you have heard of Oswald The next slide tells us another reason why he has this ache in his heart. It's because of the fears that would afflict him. Attacked by his enemies and abandoned by his friends, David is afflicted by fear. The fear that he feels is produced by loneliness. Have you ever felt the fear of loneliness? it's one of life's great fears the the fear of being alone is much greater than the many of the obvious fears that we have in life and at this point the great warrior who had slain Goliath has this terrible fear in his own heart. Oswald Chambers, you may have heard of Oswald Chambers, said this, It's the most natural thing in the world to be scared. And the clearest evidence that God's grace is at work in our hearts is when we do not get into a panic. Oswald Chambers continues, The great the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God... You feel everything else. How true that is. And yet Paul says in Philippians 4, 6 and 8, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will garrison, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, dear brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is anything is excellent or praiseworthy... Think about these things. That's the first point then. The sorrow that David experienced. The second next slide talks about the solution and how his hope was anchored. And yet David had his own kind of solution. The next slide tells us that he longed to flee. David's thoughts about, are about fleeing he, he maybe he saw a dove alighting from a tree somewhere and, and he thinks to himself oh that I had the wings of that dove I would just take off take off into the desert miles and miles away from the things that are afflicting me at this moment oh that I had the wings of a dove I would fly away and I would be at rest but you know sometimes trouble comes after us doesn't it there's a story told of a couple in the war years when they, when they had rations and only enough food to feed themselves. And this stray dog came to the back door and wanted some food. And it kept coming day after day after day and they tried to feed it some scraps. And then and the father thought, the best thing to do with this dog is take it miles away, away from the house. <laughs> So he took it miles and miles away and and let it go into some wood somewhere. On his way back he popped in for some groceries and by the time he got back to the house the dog was back in the house. Trouble just seems to follow us wherever you might go. He longed to flee. The next slide tells us he longed for freedom. Oh, how we long to be free, to be away from all these circumstances. But freedom does not come by fleeing away from it. True freedom is not coming by that kind of thing, by fleeing away from the trouble and the circumstances that we have to face. True freedom comes by what David did next. In the next slide it tells us he leaned on faith. Look at verse 23. But you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of corruption. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men will not live out half their days. But as for me, a very simple part of the verse, so profound... I trust in you. This freedom that David speaks about, it's not going to come by fleeing away. It comes through a fresh trust in his God. And perhaps that's the stage that you need to get to today. You want to get away a hundred thousand miles from all the trouble and circumstances that you go through in life and it doesn't happen like that, but it happens through a renewed trust in that God. Perhaps you've still got to know him. Through Jesus Christ as your saviour and Lord. And David says, as for me, I'm going to trust in you Lord. He leaned on faith. The next slide tells us that he was also sustained It's sustained, a help that was adequate in the Lord. And the next slide tells us how he was sustained. It said he stayed on the call on the Lord. Look at verse 16 of Psalm 55. What does it say in verse 16? But I call to God and the Lord saves me. There's such a thing as calling upon God. Rather than running away from it, it's time, folks, to call on God. Used to be an old song that we sang many years ago. Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving along to face temptation sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? And the chorus went, Where could I go? Where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. Needing a friend to save me to the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? And so the Psalm of David says, I call to the Lord. Folks, where else are you going to go but to the Lord? Who else understands what we're going through? And I'm so thankful we can always go to the Lord. He's faithful when the foes attack us. When our friends abandon us. When our fears afflict us. Where can we go? To the Lord. In fact, the disciples thought the same thing. When Jesus said, well, you also go away. And what is it? Peter said, Lord, to whom else can we go? You've got the words of eternal life. When was the last time you turned to the Lord? And you called out to him. Lord, I'm going through a right difficult patch just now. I'm going through terrible circumstances. And I'm calling upon your help. The next slide tells us, not only called on the Lord, but had confidence in the Lord. Look at verse 18. Of that chapter. He ransoms me unharmed from the battle wage against me, even though many oppose me. David believes that the Lord is going to hear him. He's got real confidence in this God. He's the God who, who ransoms unharmed from the battle. He's done it in the past. He'll do it again. He delivered him in the past. He'll deliver him now. Look back on the past. Have you ever had a friend like this Lord? He's delivered in the past and he'll do it again in the present. Then the next slide tells us something else. His casting on the Lord. Look at verse 22 of that. So cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Cast your cares on him. What a wonderful promise the word of God is giving us this morning. He will sustain you as you cast your cares upon him. He cares for you. Wasn't that what Peter said in the New Testament? First Peter 5, 8, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The Lord cares about you. He cares about your need. Where can you go but to the Lord? You see, friends, God offers us something more than dove's wings. He offers eagle's wings. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint that's what the Lord offers Here's something better than his escape. He offers us release to the captives, victory to the downtrodden, ultimate glory with the Lord in his celestial kingdom. As sons and daughters of the King of Kings, through belief in the shed blood of Jesus on the cross and a resurrection from the dead. Now that doesn't mean that all life's troubles will disappear. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that we trust God. We develop us. He develops us into warriors and gives us wisdom on how to apply the word of God to these situations. Let me tell you this. Do you remember the story of Noah? Do you remember how he sent the dove out to see if there was any ground? And it says in the scriptures that the dove had no place to rest. And so it returned to the ark. Our ark is Christ, you know. And when you feel there's just nowhere else to rest, and to find rest, you return to the ark. You return to Christ. That doesn't mean to say that the Lord doesn't want us to mount up with wings as eagles, and have that extra strength to run and not be weary, and, and to walk and not be, and to see things from God's perspective. At school, you know, we used to uh, uh, do some daft things at playtime. We had, you tell how long ago it was I was at school, we had actually air raid shelters that were still in existence, although the doors were closed. And there used to be a, a kind of mound of earth over these air raid shelters. And we, when the wind was blowing really hard, you would get up on top of these and we would get our blazer and tuck it up from the back and get it over like this and we would jump off the side and we would hope to fly. It never really happened we went to see a a Superman movie. When we were coming back from the film, we were going like this. We were, were flying all the way up to the house after being to the cinema. It never really happened. We never really took off. I heard a story just the other day about the man who wrote the musical for the Space Jams movie. I've never seen the movie. If you know anything about the writer of the song from the Space Jams movie, his name is R. Kelly. You'll know that his his life was filled more with dope than with hope. His life was full of violence and nonsense. But I'm told that something happened to R. Kelly. He came out of the world and he gave his life to Christ. And he thought for a moment, how will I make a living singing gospel music? But God, being the kind of God that he is, opened the door very much like the Lord opens the tombs to those that have been dead in the world. The Lord opened the door and Brother Kelly took this song into motion after crossing over from death to life. And and he says, you know, I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. I can fly into the everlasting arms. Now this song has not got all the, all the theological and gospel stuff that you'd like to see in a song of somebody who's given his heart to Christ. But he sings of the confidence he has in himself now. He wants to sing, I believe in me. I believe in me. And he's thinking he wants to fly, but I believe not with the wings of a dove, but the wings of an eagle. But R. Kelly is really saying something that we have to grasp this morning. And that something is, conceive it with your mind. Believe it in your heart. You can achieve it in your life. Conceive it in your mind. Believe it in your heart. And you can achieve it in your life. That's something of what this man who was into dope more than hope was trying to say in the song. We're going to listen to that song and after that we'll pray and we'll sing that other song the power of his love will rise up with wings like eagles. Let's hear this song of Achilles it's not got all the theology you'd like to see but there's just something there that we need to just listen to. So long. just by in prayer maybe there's some here you're pretty weighed down by circumstances you're going through and you just feel in your life and your emotions the aching in your heart I just want to take off get away from all this and yet the Lord wants to give us the strength to call upon him and to face it in his power and his strength and when we cast all our care upon him we discover He really cares for us and when we put it all in His hands we can take off with wings like eagles we can run and not be weary we can walk and not faint we can fly we can see it from God's perspective and perhaps there's a a need this morning for you to cry out to God Lord I'm calling upon you Where can I go but to the Lord? Just have a prayer before God today in your own heart. Lord, I just need to call upon you. I need to have confidence in you that you can deal with the situations that I face today. Just come before God in prayer. And perhaps there's some here. And it's just that last verse of Psalm 51 that's gripped your heart. Where David says, as for me, I will trust him. And perhaps you have never trusted in Jesus before as your Saviour and Lord. But you just welcome him into your heart. Ask him to forgive your sins through his death on the cross. And to make you a new person. And he'll do that for you right away. As for me, I will trust him. Can you say that? Even before we leave this place. Make that your prayer this morning. Oh loving God, we only thank you for your word to us. How these Psalms reflect the emotions and the heartache that we often feel. And yet there's a very real sense in which they they lift us up. We don't want the wings of a dove. To fly away from all the things that we have to face. But we'd like the wings of an eagle. To see things from your perspective. Please help us. In Jesus name. Amen.